Internets, before we get to this week's episode, I have a big announcement. I need your help. In order to support the Premium Petro, we need the help of some great advertisers. And I want to make sure that those advertisers are ones that you'll actually want to hear about. I don't want to just bring something to the table where you're just skipping it and be like, man, I don't mess with this shit. But I tell people, people tell me all the time, yo, Premium Pete, man, how can I support you, man, all these years of giving this content? Well, I need you to help me with this, this survey. But more importantly, when we have advertisers, let's show up and show out, okay? But we need to learn a little bit more about you to make that possible. Internets, listen to me, please. Go to podsurvey.com forward slash Pete and take a quick anonymous survey that will help us get to know you better. That way, we can bring on advertisers you won't ever want to skip, okay? Now, they're also telling me once you completed the quick survey, you can enter for a chance to win a $100 Amazon gift card. So I want you to go to podsurvey.com forward slash Pete. Terms and conditions apply, but again, that's podsurvey.com slash Pete. Go fill out the info, let them know what you like, so they could get rocking and we could get some great advertising on here that you can mess with. Thanks for your help. I appreciate y'all. Internets, happy new year to you and your family, okay? Worldwide, internets worldwide, let's go. 2020 was disastrous. Um, so many of us had you know, just enough of it. More importantly, for those who have lost people or small businesses or struggled with depression or being discouraged, First off, you're not alone. Secondly, I want to send my prayers and blessings to you and your families. 2021, obviously, we're going to start the new year and really nothing's going to be different. But I do believe in the next couple of months, and I pray that we could get back to a point where this world where people can make money and small businesses could try to strive again and creatives could finally realize like, yo, this is my time and all I have is time. And at the end of the day, we're really just walking everybody home. So be nice. Don't be a dick. Excuse my language. Okay. Now, I will say this. Top of the year, new Premium Pete Show episodes. I actually had a scare. For those of you who don't know, um, on my birthday, I got very sick, um, dehydrated, wound up in the hospital, um, dealing with extreme cases of vertigo where I can't even really walk. Like I got to hold on to a banister and no appetite. Anyway, internet's crazy times. So when your body tells you something, listen to it. I'm not over here trying to sound like no no preacher, but trust me, when your body tells you something, don't ignore it. Um, I was laid up for two weeks. I'm getting better each day. So I'm, I'm thankful, but I just wanted to let y'all know. Top of the year, man. You know, again, happy new year. We got some great episodes upcoming. We got a bunch of them that we taped about a month, month and a half before the year ended. And I can't wait for each week to drop them. We're going to drop every Monday. So make sure you stay tuned, like I said, and tell a friend to tell a friend. This episode right here, we sat down with the one and only Capone, one half of the legendary Capone in Noriega. So many crazy stories. I mean, talking about how they couldn't get off the Tommy Boy label and he spent 50000 in food one night. Uh, how he met Noriega in Spofford. Uh, people don't know that's like a, a, a juvenile jail, juvenile detention center. Just a real dude. Like, it's crazy. We actually sat down, and you'll listen, you know, uh, very shortly, but we sat down for, you know, I think it was like over an hour, and we really didn't even touch on the full album songs, and, you know, dude just has what a journey. So listen, internets, okay? Make sure you subscribe and you rate, okay? Rate the, the Premium Pete show on whatever platform you listen to podcasts. 
rate the Premium Petro, leave a comment, and tell a friend to tell a friend. We're on Spotify. We're on SoundCloud. We're on Stitcher. We're on Apple Podcasts. And we're on YouTube, Premium Petro. Subscribe there. We got a lot of videos there dropping, full videos, clips, etc. Now, what you can expect from uh, Premium Petro 2021, more of you never know who's going to be on. It could be anybody from your favorite producer to your favorite entrepreneur to your favorite, you know, uh, a chef or actor. You never know. But what I want you to do is tell a friend to tell a friend. More importantly, again, I want to say Happy New Year to you and your families. Blessings. I wish nothing but the best. Thank y'all for rocking out with me um, all these years. Those who have listened since day one, I appreciate y'all. Those who are just joining me, welcome. You're never late to the party. I don't got to say no more. Happy New Year again. Um, remember, just because you're struggling, you're not failing. Okay? Never stop believing in you. And let's get to this week's episode. The first one off the New Year 2021. I present to you the Capone one half of that CNN component Noriega episode of the Premium Pete Show. Let's get to it. Cheer. Yo, what's up, y'all? This is Fat Man Scoop, the undisputed voice of the club, the two-time Grammy Award winner. Let me make this official for you. Fat Man Scoop, Cork McClan, Internets. It's time to go with my dude, Premium Pete. Let's get focused. Let's go. Internets, let's turn up. One time, Premium Pete. Come on, everybody get set. Let's go. It's the next episode. It's the Premium Pete Show. News, interviews, all of the info. Listen up. It's the Premium Pete Show. If you want the scoop in the low, down low, listen to the show was milk said so fuck what you heard better act like you know it's the premium pete show internet welcome back to another episode of the premium pete show sitting down here okay this has been a long time coming yes okay a long time coming um if you don't know him you're gonna learn today okay but if you do know him you're gonna learn a little bit more uh one half of the legendary cnn and i'm not talking about the news station okay that Capone and Noriega, yeah. artist, yeah. entrepreneur, now a suburb guy, right? Yeah. Could you yeah. believe that? Went from Queens to the Burbs. To the Burbs, to man. To the Burbs. Anyway, listen, the one and only Capone. That's right. Make some noise. Yeah. Uh. <laughs> you know what <I'm> <laughs> um, What's up, man? Man, man, nice to finally sit down with you. Uh, been a long time coming. You know, we have a lot of uh, mutual friends. More importantly, we yeah. share a lot of mutual journeys in life. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, you know, right off the bat, we were talking about uh, just the times of being away. Um, how special does that feel to be free and home? Even though somebody told me a long time ago, you're never free. I'm, I'm, I'm free. You know why? Because the thing is, when people say that you're never free, those are the people that's basically institutional. Yes, yes. Forget so that. I don't, Stop saying I don't, that. I don't necessarily agree with that because you're as free as you set your mind out to be. So I don't agree with that. But I do agree with that once you have a jacket, you have a jacket mm. forever mm. because mm. paperwork. They 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 talk wow. about you know cases being expunged and this and that and stuff going off your record. But let you do some real shit. Mm. They bringing everything up. Yeah, yeah, bringing it back. They too. bringing that shit up in a heartbeat. You do some 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 felony shit. So you're free as you might want to be, but you're always gonna have a jacket you once know, you get a jacket. When you think about it, it's like it's funny because you have had one foot in the streets, mm-hmm. one foot in the artist, mm-hmm. in the music business. Mm-hmm. Which, by the way, do you love music but don't like the music business? Could, um, could we, could we, is that something that I like? I don't, 
not like the music business because to me, the music business is just like street business. Mm. I just don't like the way people operate sometimes in the music business, knowing that it's not the street. So mm. the artist is not going to take it. But so far, so they fuck you. Mm, mm. You know what I mean? In the street, they know they, they got shot, stabbed, killed, whatever. But at the end of the day, I love music. I love the business. I love the fact that you can become rich overnight. Mm. I love the fact that. But I don't like the fact that us as young black men to go from zero to 60, meaning zero to a lot of dollars real quick. Sure, and then crash, yeah, you know. We we tend to lose focus of the people that you're doing business with when they throw them numbers at you. You know, that's a great point. It's almost like basketball. I remember hearing uh, Jay Williams, um, dude who uh, used to play for yeah, the Bulls, yeah. got yeah, the motorcycle the accident. Right yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. You know, he spoke about how he went from college with like $232 in mm -hmm. his account to every other week getting 162000 Yeah. And it was like mind blowing. You know, when you think about it, you come from Queens, okay? Born and raised, mm -hmm. right? When you think about, you already moving and grooving. I, I can relate and understand, but you already making money and hustling and doing whatever you had to do, right? The the rap game, what did that look like to you at that time? Meaning, did it look like a, a way out of the streets? Did it look like a, a, as a, an extra way to make money? As, did it look like... What were you looking at it like at the time? Um, at that time, it was feasible to me because I'm from Queensbridge. It's not like I'm just from Queens. I'm from a project that was popping. Mm. You know, we had Mob Deep. We had Nas. You know, we had the Juice Crew. We had a lot of things already coming from our hood. So I've seen people that I've grown up with, that I've grown up with, that I grew up with, get record deals. Sure, like, sure pop and I'm like if they could do it I could do it like it's it's, it's you know it's like when Wu-Tang dropped and all you had to do was say you was from Staten Island and you would have probably got a record deal you know what I'm saying yeah. nine times out of ten if you'd have sounded anything like the Wu you'd have got a record deal what about Nas do you remember when he got signed of did course. he get signed when did y'all get signed we got signed in 95 okay so 95. that was after Nas that was definitely after Nas. So, yeah. so do you remember when Nas got signed? Like, do you remember like? Because obviously, it's funny you bring up that point. I, I didn't even think of it like that. You had a direct, I had a direct line line to yeah. see that this shit is possible. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. But did you? Was it believable that it's real, super real deal at that time? Like, you know, was um, that not because some of these deals early on weren't the best deals? You know, nah. But the thing was, at that time, I, like when Nas first got signed, I was in jail. So I wasn't there for the for the uh initial practices of Nas getting signed and all that. I came home in ninety-three and mm. the ninety-three. So we was going into Illmatic, we was going into um the infamous, you mm. know. So we mm. was going in we the, the and when I say we, I mean my whole project because sure, sure. that was music for basically us. That was our music, that was our return. Sure. Because you know, KRS one and Shan had they they beef. It was dope. But after their beef, the projects kind of fizzled a little bit. Sure. You know? And then you got Nas getting deals. You got Mom Deep getting deals. You got Screwball getting deals. Yep. You got a lot of people getting deals. And I'm on the outside looking in selling drugs. Mm. But I know I could rap, but I'm not trying to be a rapper. Well, also, and, and correct me if I'm wrong, it's like you're already making money. Forget how you're making it. It's like it's hard to 
for me, I'm speaking for me, so correct me if I'm wrong, but it was hard to go and focus on something that may have took a while to make money when I was already making money. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And fast money is hard making slower money when you're making fast money. Like that, that, to me, that's one of the hard... I'm glad I'm here, still here to this day, but mm-hmm. I'll be honest with you. Fast, fast life is so hard to transition back to a legit person later on in life. Like, like adapting yeah. back to society when you come home uh, from jail. You know, I did things I didn't want to do this time to stay around, stay home. You know, cleaning carpets. Like, my man mm-hmm. had a carpet business. I was like, yo, I need a job. You know yeah. what I mean? Because parole is a, you know, you need a job and things like that. But anyway, the point I'm making is, you think about it. When you were growing up, all these people are getting signed. Mm-hmm. Shannon KRS are going at it. You're locked up. You come home. Now, where'd you meet Nori? I met Nori in jail. Me and, me and Nori met in jail when we was, f- I was 15. He was about 13, was 14. Was juvenile? Yeah. Spofford? Spofford, or? yeah. Uh, you know what I mean? Well, we, we didn't actually meet in Spofford. Let me tell you. Let me, let okay. me give you yeah, a little yeah, back you history. There you go. Let me give you a little back history how me and my brother are like fate. Like, it's fate brought us together because sometimes it's like you embark on a journey in life not knowing that the person you're supposed to bark on the journey from is right around the corner. Mm. And with me and Nori, it was that way. I'm a year and a half older than him, almost two years older than him. So he was right on my footsteps and everything I was doing. The junior high school I went to and graduated from. When I graduated, he went to the junior high school. Fortunately, he met some people in the junior high school that I was with, which is my next door neighbor, LJ. Him and LJ got cool. LJ was telling him about me and, you know, how I was cool and all that. So we said, yo, y'all got to meet. Unfortunately, we never met in the street. But we was on each other's heels. He started messing with all the people I was messing with from from my block, twin, LJ, all these dudes. And then I caught a case, went to Sparford. Nori caught his case maybe six, seven months after I caught mine. He winds up coming to Sparford. (laughs) We got a mutual friend, Sherm the Worm. Sherm the Worm. Shout out to Sherm the Worm. Shout out to Sherm the Worm, man. Hold your head, baby. But you know, Sherm the Worm was our mutual uh, connection. He was from Queensbridge, fucked shit up in Queensbridge, and his mom's moved in the left rack. Didn't help him. He wound up getting with Nori. You know, they running around. But eventually, we all wound up in Spofford. And then we all wound up in a jail called Harlem Valley. Mm. So we get to Harlem Valley, we're not together. Me and Sherm on one side of the jail, Nori's on another side of the jail. So Nor- I'm Sherm like, yo, yo, my man Poppy just got to the jail, y'all gotta meet, whatever, whatever. So I'm like, how the hell are we gonna see him here on the other side of the jail? Crazy thing was, I was playing basketball at the time. And the house I was playing basketball for won the championship for my side of the jail. Nori's house won the championship for his side of the jail. So naturally, we got to play championship game. Championship game. That was the day we met, and we went to each other. He was like, "Yo, you Kyan, right?" I'm like, "Yeah, you Poppy, right?" Yeah. Oh shit. Well, you don't play no deal with me. I don't play no deal on you. <laughs> and we gonna check each other. And I had like 35. He had like 32. And that was the beginning of a brotherhood Yo, history. Breakdown for people who may not know. How thorough jail ball is, jail basketball. 
jail basketball is gladiator school basketball. Like it's no like only thing that was good with us, we was playing uh tournament basketball. Copy. At that time. But when it's rec time and you go into the yard for mm. rec and this is no referee and there's no whistles, you don't want to play that basketball. I don't even think Michael Jordan could have survived that basketball. You know what I mean? That's the basketball where you, you know, you coming back in the, in the dorm and your, your knees is scraped up. You know, your elbows is crazy because, you know, y'all balling. That's yeah, that's that's, that's, that's some, the ball I like. Yeah, you know what I mean? There's no ref, no whistle. No ref, no whistle, mm, yeah. no subs, nothing. You got to play ball. You know, you, how many people did you come across when you were away? Like, you know, obviously we just heard the story of when you and um, Noriega met, mm -hmm. um, you know, who else did you see when you were away that either you knew or, 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 or even, the, well, even later on in the, you know, planting your, your years in the music business and becoming who you are? Yeah. Did you, like, see people that you knew? I mean, I've seen a few people, man. I'm going to leave their business. Yeah, yeah. You know, they business. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I definitely ran into a few people, man. You know what I'm saying? And then it's crazy because, you know, I... Uh, it's my man, you know what I'm saying? My man Bond, you know, he held me down. Like, he was a re really good friend. But he used to always talk to me about Ja Rule. Mm. And I'm like, all right, Ja, just Ja, that. I'm like, all right, cool, my nigga. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I know you know Ja, yeah. you know what I mean? But for, I didn't understand that, in hindsight, looking back, I was the only person he could talk to like that. Copy. That would believe him, but that wouldn't look like he's fronting. So, he would lay all his job stories, everything down on me, thinking that, you know, I'm 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 like, yeah, because I'm in the music. But sure. at the time, I was like, whatever. And then uh one day me and Nori and Ja, we we headlining the show in, I think, Virginia. And nigga come behind me and push me. And I almost fall off the stage. Mm. So my niggas immediately yeah, like, sure, sure. Going What's crazy. Going what the fuck? And I turn around and it's born. And he's mm. with Ja Rule. I'm like, holy shit. This was like maybe like a year, some change, I think, of some after we both then came home. He's good. I left on my chain. Actually, I had a chain that I wore in an MTV interview. I had a chain and I left it for me when I left the jail. You know That's what I'm classic. Saying? Now, but, how, did, how did people treat you that were in there? The, 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 you know, because sometimes they're like, oh, you know, when someone's in there, they're like, like when I was away, uh, I had known known him uh, a little bit, but I seen Tony Yayo in mm -hmm. there. And you know, how some people like there's some real street dudes in there. Don't give a fuck about yeah. anything. Now, but also then there's people who are respectful to it. Like how 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 was it? I guess being Capone and being away. Oh, man, that was an experience because you got to realize before, when I first got to jail, I wasn't Capone. Yeah, yeah. I was yeah. Capone, but I wasn't Capone. I was just the dude that went back at the West Coast. Yeah. I wasn't Capone, Capone, no, yeah, Capone, because I didn't have an album out. Yeah. We just had uh, the LA, LA record out at yeah. this time. And then TONY dropped, and we did some good numbers for an independent album. And then as I started bidding, people started recognizing me more because now I got an album out. Now sure. I'm getting write-ups in these magazines, sure. right on pictures. And, and pictures. And now they putting their name with the face. So now, and it's funny because it was, it took the, the most racist kind of things to happen for me in jail for people to look at me different. Like CEOs would just do wild shit 
fucking with me just because they wanted to feel they had control over the jail. Sure, sure. I didn't have control. So after I became Capone, it was like, it was like, uh, got your damn alarm on, man. <laughs> you say after you became Capone? No, but after I actually became Capone, everybody that gave me a hard time, all the seals, kind of was like, holy shit. He is a famous rapper. Yeah, sure. Because now, the, like I said, the articles is coming out. And the label, Penalty, uh, shout out to Neil Levine, Martin Moore, everybody that held me down in my bed, Geno Sims, man, Mayhem, you know what I'm saying, uh, Zenobia, Carolyn, everybody that held me down on my bed, man. I got to really give them love because they were the ones that made this possible because- they read your mail before you get sure, your mail. Sure, sure, sure. So in getting my mail, they're seeing they they're sending me uh press pictures and promo pictures that we did before I uh went to jail and they getting them blown up, sending me press pictures. Then now they're sending me magazines, but the CEOs thinking they're regular magazines. But as they're looking through the magazines, you know they gotta shake the magazine, make sure they ain't no raisin in there, no dope. They're like, holy shit. That's Mr. Holly. That's, yeah. that's, that's the inmate who's... And then they start seeing more magazines. Now, all the magazines they send me... So now, the COs actually made me famous because now they started treating me different. You know, I, I smoked a lot of weed up north mm. and I got a lot of dirty urines. Mm. And it was certain COs that's like, fuck it, go to the day room. You know how I go with yeah, sure, sure. everything. You sure. got to wear state boots. You can't yeah. have no outside shit. They was, they was just doing a lot of shit for me. So they the ones that made me go from a regular bidding person to about six, seven months in my bed to becoming Capone. But then things changed when MTV came to the jail. When MTV came to the jail, it was like, all right, this this nigga's not just a jail celebrity. This is not just a person in in in, in the magazines. He got fucking MTV at the jail. Like, yeah, yeah. He's gotta be fucking like a rock star or something. You yeah, know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. That's, that's how they looking. And they didn't like that shit. And naturally, you know, I, I kind of was like big on the Tupac situation. You know what I'm saying? Like, like just looking at Pac's situation and seeing how he carried himself in his interview when when they came. To say, I wanted to give that same energy and talk about the, the injustices that sure, was going, going on. on in the prison system. But they didn't like that shit a bit. And they, as soon as I left, and knowing that I was on restrictions from smoking, I had on wallabies, mm, a chain, classic. glasses, all this shit. They're like, he ain't supposed to have none of that shit. And as soon as I finished the MTV interview, the police was mad rough with me. I knew what it was, what it was from there. Mad rough with me. They took me back to my house. They had the sergeant, captain, all in waiting there. They, was, they already tossed my shit. You ain't had supposed to have none of this shit. Come on, threw me in the box for 60 days. Mm. You know what I'm saying? So that's when things started getting uh, shaky for me in jail. That's when that's when bidding wasn't so fun no more. Like, I like, not saying I like bidding, but when you get, to a certain situation and you have no control of it, you adapt. Sure, 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 sure. So I adapt. I learned how to, you know, maneuver. But up until that point, I was cool. But when MTV came, my life switched. You know what I mean? The deputy, uh, his name was Depp Hall. I fucking still hate you. His name was Depp Hall. And he did not like me. He did not like me because 
his daughter was writing me fan mail. She was writing me <laughs> letters in jail, right? And a few of them got let in because she was using an alias and her her friend's address. And, you know, she was trying to cover her tracks sure, sure. sending me shit. But the word get around. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, and I'm like, step hall daughter. I'm telling niggas. But, you know, somebody going to tell us. It got around. It got back to him. And he found out his daughter was writing me. And the fucked up thing is I had to see him for my good time. Oh, my God. So now he stops my mail altogether for like two, three months. He stops my mail altogether. Now they want to do an investigation to see if any other COs, family members is contacting me and all this, whatever. So now it's time for me to go before the time allowance committee because I got hit at the board mm -hmm. with two years. So I go see the time allowance committee. Who's sitting in front of me? Deb Hall. Mm. Deb Hall looks at me. He was like, you don't even got to sit down. I'm like, he was like, take him out of here. Didn't say shit to me. Asked me what I was doing. I already knew I was hit. So mm. I was supposed to max out. But uh, thank God for Neil Levine, man. Mm. Shout out to Neil Levine. Shout out to Neil Levine. Thank God for Neil Levine. Shouts to Neil Levine. Shouts to Neil Levine because Neil Levine's connections, his arm was amazing. He knew the old, uh, what would you call it? He knew the old deputy of the state of correct, of the Department of Corrections, mm. the deputy. And he's retired, but he was happened to be Neil Levine's man. So Neil Levine hits him because at this time now they took all my good time. So now I got another year to do. So now I'm pissed off because we already set up. Like I'm like, yeah, they I'll be home in forty days because I'm going to my second sure, board. Sure. This is not my first board. This is my second, not even my second board. This is the time allowance. This is because they maxed me out. I only had a one and a half to three. So the most I could do was three years. So I went to the board in a year and a half. They hit me with two years. And then uh, I got to go see this motherfucker, Deb Hall. So he takes my good time. Neil Levine knows the deputy of state, the ex-deputy of state. He writes a grievance letter of um, against Deb Hall. Like his decision was biased. Whatever, 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 whatever. Boom, boom. This was in maybe January. That I went to the board and they took my good time. So I'm like, I got a whole nother year to do. So I'm like, fuck it. I'm pissed off. I'm chain smoking. I'm mad. Like, cause I'm I'm thinking I'm going home in like 30, sure, 40 yeah. days. And sure enough, Neil Levine used his arm and they woke me up one day and was like, you gotta go down to see the uh I forgot what they call it, but it's the person you go see to before you go home to make sure your address. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All, you know what I'm talking about. I know what you're about. about. I forgot, yeah. I forgot, like, the counselor, yeah. God is counselor, whatever. I'm like, for what? Like, they're like, I don't know. I get down there. So the God is counselor, like, yo, um, so yeah, you'll be going home in 20 days. Mm. I'm like, wait, what? 20 days from right now? Like, yeah, 20 days. Your address is good. Everything. Just want to say, you know, uh, take care of yourself out there. I'm like, excuse me. And um, the label didn't even know. I, they didn't know the results. They Did, sent the results to me. So this was the, about around the time where War Report, this is, where this War Report is, dropped? War, this was 1999. War Report dropped in 97. Oh, you know what's crazy? I'm already two years You're already in. in. So yeah, you, man, you know what's crazy? And, and, and we'll bounce around from different times, but mm -hmm. 
you and Nori come together, mm-hmm. um, drop the iconic, legendary, uh, the War Report, which was first considered CNN, the, wo- uh, the World the World Re- Report. Yeah, because that's where we got it from. Yeah, from CNN. Yeah. But did I remember hearing something, correct me if I'm wrong, but did they did they try to like put it to bed or cease oh, and yeah, desist Oh, yeah, they, they ceased and desist us immediately. Mm. Once we came out, we was like, we're not going to come out as Capone or Jaeger. We're going to come out as CNN with the CNN logo and everything. Yep, yep. You know, bite, boom. And, and it was called the World Report. No, no. That's good. It was the, before the World Report, anything came into play, we was going to go at CNN. Copy. Watching CNN one night, we seen the World Report. And we're looking at the World Report like, damn, this is fucking crazy. So let's make Queensbridge Bosnia. Let's make Left Rack Iraq. Let's make this. And we like, yo, we just watched the whole fucking CNN World Report for like two hours. And we was like, we're going to run with all this right here. And that's how we came up with the war report. Mm. And they didn't say shit about that. But CNN, they was like, no. <laughs> no. Which which is one of the greatest, uh, you know, uh, play on words mm-hmm. for a hip hop uh, duo, you mm-hmm. know, Capone and Noriega. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it's CNN. Um, t- well, listen, fuck CNN, okay? <laughs> but not the CNN, which yeah. is Capone Noriega. Yeah. You know, it's funny though, you talk about. Here you are, running around, street shit, locked up, mm-hmm. but you did a deal, drop your mm-hmm. first debut album, mm-hmm. The War Report, CNN, Capone and Noriega, and then you get fucking you're you're in you're you're in jail. How was it when you came home? How like like like, like because keep in mind this is new to you at the time. I went to jail with Leading up to jail for me was crazy. I got, you know, I had a record deal. Uh, but as you know, through Combat Jack, we didn't get shit for our record deal. I know, I know, I know. Rest, rest in peace, peace my yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Reggio, say rest in peace, my brother. But, um, you know. Now, that deal was through tragedies, yeah, label, yeah. penalty? or no, uh, no, that was through tragedy and tragedies penalty. Tragedies labeled 25 to life. 25, that's right, 25 to and life. penalty. And penalty. And Tommy Boy. And Tommy. Uh, yeah, we was getting fucked. We had like nine people to pay like before we got a dollar. Tommy Boy don't have nothing to do with you guys anymore, right? What happened? Because I know Tommy Boy, something's going on right now for the last couple of years with De La Soul. But it's going on with everybody. Yeah, everybody's yeah. trying to get their shit back. Yeah. We trying to get our shit back. Everybody. Now, but do you, but you have your publishing. Yeah. But but the albums. Not for that. Not a copy. copy. You know what I mean? Not for that. See, when we did I, the deal with Dev Jam, when we when we when we transitioned and 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 went to Dev Jam from Tommy Boy, he wanted to get us off the label so bad that he could have kept our publishing. But he was just moving so fast that he didn't include certain things in the contract. Mm. So uh, uh, it was like it was like this. It was like we we ordered fifty thousand dollars worth of food, broke plaques, did everything. We wasn't allowed to go back in the building the next day, and from there it became easier. To get off Tommy Boy. Wait, that, are you making are you making easier. a joke or are you being serious? But no, you ordered fifty thousand dollars worth we of food. Ordered food from every restaurant. Every out of restaurant. Like, out, of, out of because you're you on mad. You know how the game goes back then. Every, you go to the label, they got a book this big. Sure, of menus. All the menus. Yep. And they got a 
credit card on file with every restaurant that they got in that book. Nobody got to pay money. You, you you charge it to the account. Sure. That's what we used to do. We, that's how we ate every day. We but go y'all to the did that. Y'all did that out of anger? Out of anger. We so like, go up oh. there, order mad food. No, no bullshit. We had food coming for about six hours. <laughs> nonstop. That's hysterical. Thousands on thousands of dollars worth of food. 42 pizzas. 17 uh, uh, steak dinners. 25 Big Mac dinners. 40 uh, dinners from Benny Hanna's. Everything that was in that book, we ordered. Now, 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 did anybody say anything? At first, motherfucker thought it was a party. So you said you were breaking plaques. Mm-hmm. What do you mean? Just like kind of whatever plaques they had up there? No, no, no. We actually broke the um, Warrior Pub plaques and Nori broke his plaques. You know what I mean? We ain't touching nobody else shit. Did they ever call you afterwards and be like, yo, but you order all this food? See, the thing was, we stayed there so long that it, the the people in the office was down with us. They was like- they, they thought it was there. They thought it was a party. And they brain, they like, whatever happens after today, happens. But we're gonna take all this food. I'm gonna take some of my family. Mm, motherfuckers mm. was like, and, and we telling them, say we yeah. did it. So motherfuckers was like, they're gonna keep it under wraps as quiet as kept. And then, you know, shit got blown over. Shit, shit, just, it just so much shit kept coming. You got 40 cheeseburgers yeah, yeah, yeah. and 35. You know, we wasn't ordering one or two or three of things. We was ordering 20. Now, 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 when. when and we when, like 15 deep. Yeah, at yeah, the label, yeah. You know That's what I mean? pretty crazy. When you say that. That helped y'all get off Tommy mm-hmm. Boy easier. How did that call happen? Like the next, like how did that happen after that? that? Oh man, rest in peace, Chris Lighty gave us yeah uh, airful. You know what I mean? I don't know what he told Nori, but I know what he told me. You know what I'm saying? But at the end of the day, you know, it was like we was trying. We basically gave away money because the money that uh. The money that Leo had to pay to get us out of the situation, some of that money we could have pocketed. But sure, <laughs> but he sure. had to pay sure. that tax. Sure, yeah, you know I mean? that's, well, fuck that, it. That's fucking funny. Fuck it. You now, are you, I mean? now, now, what's your thought? Leo treat you good throughout the years whenever mm-hmm. you've seen him? Good Leo, Leo is a great dude, man. Like, Leo, at that time, the unit that was put behind us, the, the machine, and I'm not talking about Def Jam. I'm talking about the machine, which is Kevin Lyles, Leo Cohen, Todd Moskowitz, Mike Kaiser. Uh, 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 what's my baby girl name? Uh, Who? Uh, oh man, she's uh, uh, Davis. Tina Davis. Yeah, okay. You know what I'm saying? Like that was the that was like the it's an bulls. Team, that yeah. was like the bulls of that era, and we had them behind us. So it was amazing to just go from that situation to where you got somebody that act like he believes in you, really doesn't believe in you, want to spend money on you, but don't want to push your project because he feels De La Soul should go first. All right, about, that's where uh, it started. Tommy Boy. Yeah. Tom Silverman. That's where the beef with us started. Oh, with Tommy Boy. Yeah. Yeah. You know? But but I mean they had to know if they were gonna play that people were gonna play back. Yeah, yeah. You know um, how hard is it? Because I'm not an artist and I ask this question. But growing up in Brooklyn, growing up in Queens, especially around that time, how hard was it to like keep your composure and not get street on a motherfucker when shit like that happens? Because corporate, I'm, I still have. I became better, but I still have. 
corporate problems. Like meaning, mm-hmm. like I just don't like the stuffy. You know, it's just not me. But yeah. how, how, you know, how is it when you know you're a street dude? I sh- you shit could go left in a second. Yeah, of course, especially but, but, in a, in those situations when they're playing with your money. Exactly. And, and your emotions. And your emotions. I, yeah. I sound like Pinky right now. <laughs> Don't be playing with my emotions. <laughs> um, but how was that? Like, honestly, like, meaning, um, like, for you to keep your composure and be a. Well, you say you we always handle yourself gotta, mature we, we at gotta, the time? Nah. I mean, at the end of the day, we knew that in that per se instance, we couldn't get street. Like, we're, we got street in the best way possible without going to jail. Copy. And that was break our own plaques and order fucking a bunch of food. And what you going to say? We got to pay the money back? Cool. But at the end of the day, we fed the whole label, their families, <laughs> and, and us, and, and, I, and my niggas' families. And then Tommy Boy was like, y'all could leave the label. That was, so that no, was that. What oh, happened man. was, it didn't get that simple. What happened was, it was, you know, poli- we went to the label to try to talk. And the police like, y'all, y'all can't come up here. So we like, I right, bet. But in that, l- l- let me go back. Yeah, in sure, that, sure. In that instance, though, we already knew we was going to Def Jam. Mm-hmm. Like, it wasn't like we were sitting around waiting to get another job after we yeah, did. bring that up one second. Yeah, it was not like we was waiting to get another job. You know what I'm saying? Sure. Excuse me. Uh, Lee already had hollered at Nori. He had hollered at Chris. He had hollered at me. And we knew we was going to get a situation with them. It's just the timing and what they had to do to get us off of Tommy Boy. So we felt like we're going to up the ante and do that. So so they got you off. You you go over to Def Jam, but they still he still held your publisher. So for, when you say got his, you off, what, what, what exactly for people who may not understand the music business? Because yeah. look, I said it before, I'll say it again. People who know Nori, mm-hmm. you know. We want them to learn a little bit more. I mean, Nori, you hear what the fuck I'm saying? Yo, can we close that door a little bit? Uh, people people that know Capone, mm-hmm. they're going to learn a little bit more. People who don't know, I want them to learn. Uh-huh. You know, when you say get off the label of Tommy Boy, does that just mean that you don't have no affiliation, but they still keep your publishing? They go, this music shit is weird, man. It's crazy. It's crazy. It's like leaving a hotel and leaving your luggage. They get to keep your luggage yeah. when you, after you leave the hotel. But, you know, but the thing is with, with, with Tommy, Tom Silverman, and I'm going to say this out of all due respect. He's a fucking prick. Mm. You know what I'm saying? But the thing about it is he's a smart prick. You know what I'm saying? I'm not going to say he didn't know what he was doing. It's just the fact that he didn't want the headache. You got to realize we was the only gangster group on Tommy Boy at that time that yeah. was relevant. Not say relevant, but was... In the moment, it was moving. in the moment, yeah, it was moving, moving and shaking. You know what I'm saying, moving and shaking. And let me, let me, let me, let me, let me, let me, let me uh, go back a little bit. We go. had a dinner. We had a dinner at Mr. Chow's. This is what got us to Tommy Boy. Remember, we was penalty Tommy Boy. We had a dinner, and Tom Silverman said, "Where y'all want to eat?" We said, oh, "We go to Mr. Chow's." We get to Mr. Chow's. Queen Latifah is at Mr. Charles. Mm. So she said, you know her history with Tom Silverman. Yeah. So she's sitting there and um she's giving me a Nori to look like with the eyes, like, 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 watch him. Like she's giving us the eyes, like, you know what I'm saying? So she's giving us the eyes. 
And me and Nori sitting there, and we like, all right, sis, we got you. You know what I'm saying? We're going to watch this nigga. So he starts talking, and he's like, yeah, I'm dissolving penalty. I'm like, what? Like, mind you, and what makes it the time it worse is that we're in transitioning. Of we, we, we just finished the album. You know, we we had plays in play at penalty sure, sure. that we supposed to be doing. He like, no, I want to push the album back, and I want to personally be in charge. And I'm like, all right, but where does Neil Levine? Because all we know is Neil. I'm like, all right, so what is no, you know, I'm not doing business with Neil Levine no more. So you, you guys are going to be straight, Tommy boy. I'm going to take care of you guys. Who do you want me to bring over from penalty? So we like, yo, bring half a mil, rest in peace. Bring half a mil, bring Cardan, bring, you know, as far as workers, we wanted the workers that he like, I'm going to do everything. And the next day, you know, penalty was our hangout spot. Sure. That was where we went to smoke bud. That was where, like, we didn't have an office yet at the time. We had penalty. And we would go smoke and do this and do that. And the next morning, we all like, you know, as usual, Nori hit me, yo, what time you going to the office? Uh, 11, 12, all right, we all go meet at the office, call our homies, because we all go to the room, smoke, order food on the mm. label expense, you know, do regular artist shit. Sure. And before we could, this was maybe like 9.30 in the morning, 10 in the morning, we get we, phones ringing crazy. Yo, they dead at the office. They got the Tom Silverman got the the dead ball and chains on the office. And then they like, yo, oh shit, the police coming. Police came. It was like, yo, only way y'all could get in. We gotta escort y'all in and take only y'all personal stuff. You can't take no computers, no drives, no nothing, just your personal shit. And get the fuck up out of there. When Tom Silverman did that, I knew he was a piece of shit. Mm. So now, not only that, we all right, we have no choice. Chris Lighty said, I'm going to get you some M's. Play ball. All right, we'll, we'll play ball. We'll play ball. He gave us the bag. But it was like that bag came with consequences. You know what I'm saying? It came with a price. So now, fast forward, he don't bring nobody from- That you asked for, from penalty. penalty. You know, half a mil wind up um, going to the essence. You know, rest in peace. You know, it was a lot of things. You know, caught in career wasn't the same. You know, it was it was a lot of things that I'm like, damn. Like all you had to do was bring them artists. Tommy Boy could have looked crazy, sure, sure. but it looked crazy. He just wanted us. He just wanted his cash cows. He just wanted us. So when we get to Tommy Boy, we like, I right, we gotta. Uh, you gonna push the album back? I right, cool. We like, cool, give us more time to do shit. Then we started getting these deals for clothing and shit and all types of shit. But when it came time for the date that he said we was going, not when it came time, but when it came time to start the marketing play for the album, he like, um, we're going to go with De La Soul. <laughs> really? What? I just came home from jail. We hot. Mind you, and we're hot. I'm like, yo. Nori just dropped the album. We got records out. We got set. We on like three different soundtracks. We on clothing ads. No disrespect to De La Soul, because that those are my brothers. But at that time, we had a bigger wave. Sure. We had a bigger wave, you know? And I think Tom Silverman 
made his bed with De La Soul and he had to lay in it because he probably promised them some shit before he even embarked on getting us, then got us, and then no, then no. Even I swear to you, not if somebody from De La Soul see this, uh, they, even Daylight was like, nah, let's see and then go. Because we didn't have no beef with Daylight. We was, it was not like we seen them at the label and just because they was going before us, like it was, be, no, it was, it was still love amongst us, but it was like, yo, these niggas, it's crazy. Mm. So they let Daylight go first. Didn't work out for them how they wanted to work out because they was going through their shit with Tom Silverman. Sure. Then he tried to rush our shit. Like, when he seen it didn't work. When he seen the it didn't work for yeah, them. Yeah. Now all of a sudden, are you ready for us to go now? Nah, we ain't ready. Oh, well, you got to go. We're going to put it out anyway. Oh, word? So he put the album out. We did like 120,000 records the first week. And I remember this day clear as fuck. The day the uh, numbers came in. We was on Star and Buck Wild show on High 97. And we keep circling. We waiting for the numbers to come out. And Star's like, yo, man, I don't know what the fuck's going on with CNN, but I do not want to be around these guys right now. You know, he's talking on the air, so the numbers come back in. We like, all right, but we think we're going to do like 200, 250, just because of the momentum. But we knew that what they put into the album wasn't. So, you know, it didn't work. It didn't work. And then... uh. That was it for us. That was the last show. You didn't bring. You only brought two people who we wanted as far as workers. You didn't bring none of the artists, and we was, was fed up. You know. Also, correct me if I'm wrong, but who did the Madden? Aren't you? There's like a Madden deal, like right, 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 like where songs were licensed on Madden, right? Wasn't the War Report on uh, Madden uh, or, or something shit. was on Madden? I feel like somebody played. Uh, I'm not sure. Hold on. I feel like there was one. When you say soundtracks, what soundtracks were were they on? Uh, shit, we was on In Too Deep mm-hmm. soundtrack. That's LL Cool J. Yeah, Any Given Sunday. Yep, that was another. We question. had singles for these joints. You know what I mean? We had singles. Um, it was I think In Too Deep was us and the Locks. Yeah, I I, I, I actually thought there the was mouth. one on Madden, but maybe nah. I'm wrong. But I had you know I had some mad video games, but you know like um, Tom Silverman, man, like you know, have you ever seen him again? No. You know what? I don't think I want to see him. I respect I respect him as a man. I respect him as for giving us a shot for, you know, what he's there for the culture. But that's all I do respect. You know what I'm saying? We don't have to have a relationship. We don't have to be cool. We don't have to be yeah. cordial. Yeah. Because at, at this moment, we want the war report and reunion back. Yeah. We should get it. It's 20 years plus... It's 20 years plus on the war report, 20 years on the reunion. Give us our shit. You know what I'm saying? Like, what you think? The only problem is is that if he haven't gave Dewa soul, I can't see him giving. And I'm surprised. It's just sad. Honestly, it's sad how Mm -hmm. it's being held, um, can I say, captive? Or, Mm -hmm. you know, it's like like he kind of kidnapped this shit. And he may say, like, it's just it just it's really shows a house it's, it's a contract terrible the music business that, is. It's a contract clause case, yeah. that gives them the right. Yeah. To hold your shit. It's terrible for music. It's terrible. It's you know ter- what? Let's take a terrible. quick break. Yes. Sitting here with the one and only Yeah, we're sitting here with the one and only Capone. Yeah. One half of Capone and Noriega CNN. Yeah. Uh just going over the journey. We'll be right back. We'll Don't be right nowhere. back. Smoke break. Smoke break. Oh man, I don't know how many people know. But 
on the year that my grandmother passed away, I commemorated her with dropping Pete's premium pasta sauce. Do you all know I got my own sauce? We started off, okay, first of all, it's GMO-free, it's gluten-free, it's vegan, it's a 100-year-old family recipe, Brooklyn, New York, okay? It's what I grew up on. It's what my mother grew up on. It's what my grandmother grew, you know, created with my grandfather from Italy. So let me tell you something. Pete'sPremiumPastaSauce.com. We have sold thousands of jars already. It comes in a two-pack. Okay, internet. a lot of y'all say, listen, two things I ask for. I'm going to keep on putting out great content all these years. You ask me how y'all could support me. A lot of people say that. Well, Pete's Premium Pasta Sauce, let that be in your shelf. If you're listening now, cop it. I want to see it in more and more people's houses. I want it to elevate your dishes. I want it to be, you know, a, a special um, item in your home, okay, because it's that special to me. And, 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 and I'm so thankful of all the orders worldwide. We ship to Denmark, Vancouver, uh, um, Australia, London, besides all around the States. Pete's premium pasta sauce, you could use it on, on, on a nice spaghetti with a little bit of marinara, a chicken palm, a baked ziti, a lasagna, an eggplant palm, a vegan dish, anything. Internets, I'm so excited. 100-year-old family recipe. We already sold thousands of jars worldwide. And 2021 may be on a shelf near you. We're working on that. Pete's premium pasta sauce.com, okay? Could you believe it? I got my own sauce. Forget about it. Internet. today's episode is sponsored by Lucy. Let me put you on. Lucy is a nicotine company founded by Cali Tech scientists and former smokers looking for a better and cleaner nicotine alternative. Finally, tobacco alternatives that don't suck. Internet. I quit smoking 10 years ago, okay? My sister messed with Lucy, and it has been incredible for her. I wish they had this around when I quit cold turkey because it was extremely hard and something like this would have helped. And I heard so many great stories, especially my sister, who's been, I think, like four years already. And when she started messing with Lucy, listen, they got great flavors. Wintergreen, cinnamon, pomegranate. Let me tell you something. Each and every flavor actually tastes great. It's not no bullshit where it don't taste good. Lucy will help you quit smoking. My sister is a firm believer in Lucy, okay? She messes with the pomegranate all the time. Get rid of your cigarettes, unplug your vape, throw out your dip, and get some Lucy nicotine gum lozenges. I'm Honestly, I'm telling you this. It's the real deal. A subscription to Lucy comes directly to your door each month. It's so simple, and you don't even have to leave your house because Lucy has delivery down packed. Premium Pete listeners, you go to Lucy. You wait, listen up. Premium Pete listeners, you go to Lucy.co, okay? That's Lucy.co, and use promo code Pete, P-E-T-E, to get 20% off all products, including gum or lozenges. And listen, internet, take advantage of this. That's lucy.co and use promo code Pete at checkout. Now, I must read this or else the Surgeon General is going to come to my door and hurt me, okay? I got to get this disclaimer. Warning, this product contains nicotine derived from tobacco. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. But listen to me. Go to lucy.co and be sure to use that promo code Pete. And get rid of that fucking dirty, smelly smoke smell on your clothes. Be fresh with Lucy.co. And punch in that cold Pete to get some savings. Now let's get back to the show. Cheer. Internet, and we're back sitting here with my man Capone. Pone, P-O-N-E. Yo, where did Capone come from? Okay, get, um, there we go. There you go. Talk to them. I'm Talk back, to I'm them. back. Hold on. I got to wipe my glasses off. There you go. Wipe them off. Wipe, wipe them off. Wipe them off. Wipe them off. You know, it's outside. It's raining. It's not nice outside. It's not a nice day. It's not a nice day. 
but it's nice to be with my brother. Yeah, absolutely, man. But yeah, uh, Capone, like you know, oh shit, <laughs> he's like oh shit. <laughs> but um, Capone, like you know, like I could say, like probably the mid. 90s, everybody started going with like the mob names. Yep, yep, yep. You know what I'm saying? Everybody name was Gambino yep, or something. Luciano, and Luciano Capone, you know? You know, and I, I I, think at that time I was like Caponed out. You know what I mean? I, I liked everything about Capone and my DJ name was Kai Capone. Then Poet, Black Poet gave me the name um, DJ Slice. Was it influenced by Al Capone? Yeah, definitely. definitely. Shout out. Rest in peace. Rest to... in peace, Al Capone. Yeah, yeah, Capone, yeah. yeah. You know? Salute the gangster, you know what I mean? I know he ain't even probably like niggas. <laughs> but guess what? We liked him. You know what I'm saying? So <laughs> you know, it's all good. When you think about Capone and Noriega, mm -hmm. was that the first name that came up was there ever something else nah what about Capone was there ever something else with, with Capone you know sometimes nah. artists will have like different handles they were gonna go with nah straight so it's always just mm -hmm. been Capone because I went with what I was already being called mm. I was already being called Kai Capone mm. I was being just called Kyle Capone from just the neighborhood. You know what I mean? I, I, I you know, I put work in. Yeah. You know, I, allegedly. Yeah, allegedly, you know, I, you know, I did a few things, but you know, Nori liked Noriega. You know what I mean? And that's who he related to. And we went with CNN. You know, from being somebody who is real, and when I say real, like a real a street dude that, like, you know, look, okay, you had you had some bumps in the road. You know what yeah, I'm saying? Like, yeah. We all had. Okay? Mm -hmm. Maybe some of y'all didn't. It's okay. That's why some of us will do it for you so you don't have to do it. Mm -hmm. how, how special is that when, you, when you're going through the shit you've been through, but then you're on stage and people word for word are singing your lyrics? Mm -hmm. Like, there had to be moments where you were on, like, stages where... You had to be taken back or impressed or yeah. like overwhelmed. You know, do you remember those moments? Of course. Like, let me let me tell you something, man. I love the US. I love performing in the US. But go to Europe and that should have changed your life. That should have changed your outlook on your input in hip hop. Some people just, you know. They never toured the U.S. because they don't like to fly or they don't like to do this. Um, they, don't, they ain't toured Europe because they don't like to do those certain things. But the first time they say, fuck it and go, they never come back. Mm. Like, look at look at uh, 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 Most Deaf. Yeah, yeah. Look at, look at uh, um, Busy B. Yeah. Look at a lot. It's a lot of artists right now that are European residents. And they love hip-hop. With with know this, you ready? Yeah. They don't preface, yo, mm -hmm. Capone, no dick riding. I really fuck mm -hmm. with you. That's us. That's mm -hmm. that's New York, where you almost got to preface before you give somebody yeah. their flowers. Yeah. Europe and and and, and overseas shows, them motherfuckers love. It's different. They love, and they're not afraid to show it. Mm -hmm. Not afraid to show up, show out, mm -hmm. and they'll be sitting there. Spitting every single lyric. Yeah. You know, you'll be in Italy and people will be sitting spitting lyrics you and you're so. like, yo, what the hell's going on here? We performed in Budapest mm. and they sung the whole War Report album. Word for word, because we started doing records, right? 
And then they start requesting records. So we like, damn shit, we didn't even know the words of this shit. We like, <laughs> fuck it, we're gonna test the waters. Throw the record on, they're singing the words to the songs. We like, fuck it, we singing the words we do know. And we going in with them, but then when the show is over, they don't speak no English. Mm -hmm. I'm like, how the fuck can you sing my whole album, word for word? And then I get off the stage and you don't understand shit. Like you, me and you can't even have a regular conversation. Yeah, that's you crazy. Can, you can sing me my whole album. Hey, listen, that just goes to show you how the much how much hip hop is appreciated. You know, when you think about LA, LA, you know, that's what really started you off. Mm -hmm. You know, that was uh, the first time anyone has took a, a, a shot against the West Coast. Mm -hmm. Um I would. I found it amazing. I remember when that song came out. And rest in peace to Prodigy. Mm -hmm. um, you know, it, it, it's it, it's funny how I remember when that song came out and how mm -hmm. powerful it was. But then I remember hearing later on how cool you became with Snoop, <laughs> Daz, yeah, corrupt. Like break that down. The L. The L. You hear me? I'm not. <laughs> now, so now I'm, I'm fucking stuttering. I'm, I'm the man. one smoking, man. Like, L. A. L. A. Song. How the impact was. When you went out to LA, like, did people mm. take that shit serious? Like, did they try to be like, yo, is a problem? I'm gonna keep it real. Yeah. Nori went out there before me because I was in jail. Yep, yep, yep. So, Nori went out there in maybe 97, 98. And the first person he linked up with was corrupt. Mm. You know what I'm saying? What a coinky dink. The first person he links up with and gets cool with is corrupt. So, I'm in jail. I calls, uh, the the record label, they three way with me three way me to Nori. Nori's in the studio with Corrupt. They don't freak it out. Mm. So he puts he's like, yo, I'm in the studio with Corrupt. I'm like, what? Like you're in the studio with Corrupt? Like, but I'm you know I'm like I'm in jail. I don't know the everyday what's going on. I didn't know they got cool. He, so he puts Corrupt on the phone. Corrupt like, yo, my nigga, what's up? I'm, <laughs> yo, I, let, let me tell you, this call right here made my bed. It made the rest of my bed go musically wise in my brain the way I felt like it was supposed to go. Because I'm like, oh, my nigga got one corrupt. Like, oh. And then years later, I come home and we go to LA. This is 1999 Source Awards. If you know hip hop, mm. you know that the 1999. Sauce Awards was the most grimiest mm. Sauce Awards ever. The LA niggas was robbing everybody moving. Everybody, nigga, they had every artist got caught out there slipping. But Corrupt came and met us. And I'm looking at Corrupt like, holy shit. This is my first time being Corrupt. So I'm like, I'm still like, for the past three years, I just seen him on TV. I seen the video, you know. I seen, so I'm like, holy shit, this is rough. This is the nigga that we was beefing with, like, you know, mm. I right, cool. And then from there, we got cool. We started doing shows in LA, me and Nori, and they was requesting LA, LA. So that became one of our main records to perform in LA. Yo, that shit LA, is, LA. that shit is so weird. Boy. And shouts to Daz and shouts to Corrupt Man, Corrupt. <laughs> I tell you, he to me, um, I don't want to say underrated, but I mean, just such a special artist, you know. 
Yo, let me see something real quick. All right. Hold on. Yeah. Hold on. FaceTime Daz. We're going to get Daz on the page, yo. Yeah. Because this is, this is, this is not only my, my brother. This is my, my brother, my brother. You know what I'm saying? And it's like, at the end of the day, what me and Corrupt had, me and Daz got times 10. Mm. And we all brothers. That's like Corrupt and Nori have their own relationship. Corrupt and Nori have their own relationship. Me and Daz has our relationship. Yeah. But, you know, everybody have a relationship. That's why as soon as this thing is over, like this not performing, not so social distancing and all that, we're hitting the road together. Yeah. That's the first plan of action for CNN and DPG is to hit the road together. You know, so so corrupt basically came in and, and, and was willing, would you say like to hold y'all down? Like not that saying that you needed him like that. No, we needed him. Okay. There no, we go. No, fuck that. We needed him. See, that's love. We needed him. But that's love that he came in yeah. and, and, and did that. You and know? what made it realer, he ain't come with a hundred niggas. Mm. He came with him and um, my man. Oh, shit. I'm going to get my man's name. Security do always with him, but it's more like his homie, brother. I forgot his name, but Malik? Malik? Was it Malik? They might have been Malik. But uh, he came, just them two. Mm. And that's how much strength he had, though. Mm. Like, you could come with a hundred niggas and be like, yeah, because we here. Or you can come with Junior Man and say, yeah, because we here. It had the same effect. <laughs> That's what made it ill. Because I'm thinking he going to come with 100 niggas. Yeah. He came with him and his man. Shouts to Corrupt. You know, when you think about it, you've been in and out of jail. Mm-hmm. Um, also in and out of success, mm-hmm. right? Because, you know, and I say that only because when you're dealing yeah. with the success, then you go to way. Yeah, it's like it taking yeah, away. Th- things happen in, you know? in, in hip hop. Yeah. No, nobody's on fire. Forever. Exactly. Exactly. You know what I mean? not, not, not even the uh, NBA Jam guy. No, you know what I'm nah, saying? He's he, on fire. He, he, he sizzles down. Yeah. You know, I, I'll tell you one thing that I think about is when I think about your journey, mm-hmm. how crazy was it from going from like, you know, in and out of jail, the streets, mm-hmm. to becoming an artist? How was it when you got deals where next thing you know your bank account's fed? Like kind of like see how we talk about mm-hmm. Jay Williams? Mm-hmm. How was it from going from one way of like a commissary account to next mm-hmm. thing you know, again, I'm not talking money, but me maybe you had a couple hundred thousand. I'm, in not, the, I'm the talking money. Let yeah. me, let me, hey, listen. <laughs> Thank <laughs> you, Neil Levine. Thank you, Noriega. Thank you, Tom Silverman. Thank you, Chris Lighty. But my life changed literally overnight. Mm. Because of those guys that I just mentioned. And meaning that I went to jail with my mother died. Rest in peace. Uh two months after I got my record deal. She got buried with the money that I got from my record deal. I sent her. At the time, Nori was dealing with my cousin. They wound up getting married, having kids together. You know? But uh me and Nori, we gave I gave my mother some money and he gave my cousin which is my mother's niece, some money, and they wouldn't have got their hair done. My mother died with that hair style. Mm. You know what mm. I mean? They, they was just like, how you want your mother's hair? No, keep that shit. You know what I mean? But uh, uh, my mom's died, you know, but uh, damn, I lost track. That no, shit we're talking about money. Talking yeah, about- yeah, money, 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 money. Yeah, but you know, that throws me for a loop all yeah. the time. I'm well, sorry, listen. I'm sorry. But um, 
I went to when my mother died. You know, she she my mother was a smart black woman. You know, she made sure she had life insurance. She made sure she had health insurance. She made sure she had trust funds and things set up for me because I was the only child. So naturally, I was well off. Not well off. Yeah, sure. But, but you, I would, yeah, she she knew that if she was the past, I would have enough to be able to do right by myself. Sure, sure. You know what I'm saying? And um, and um, and um, what happened was. She died. I went to jail. But the money she left me was all the money I had. I had more money than I made on my record deal from the money she left me. So I knew that if my music don't work out, I'm going to take her money that sure. she left me. Sure. Try to do something. I'm going to try to do something with it. You know what I mean? So make a long story short, towards the end of my bid, see, one thing, Nori, the label, Chris Lighty, Everybody kept from me was how much money I actually had while I was in jail. Because they didn't want me to start wilding out. So they never said, yo, you got this much money or you got this much money. But I knew I was set up because, you know, I, I've, I had other people in play for me making sure. sure I was good. But the thing was, don't tell Pone what he got. So now... I just understand that from me going in jail in 97 to 98 to 99, shit was different. 97 to 98, I call the label, I need some Tims. They be like, all right, um, we're going to call Nori, uh, you know what I'm saying? To 98 <laughs> to 99 in jail, I'm like, yeah, I need Tims. They're like, how many pay you need? I need cigarettes. How many cartons you need? I need to call the label. Oh, that's... What up, Dilly? What up, Woody? I'm with Premier Pete right Daz, now. Daz, what's doing up? The, nice to meet you, man. Podcast. I we, said, let me holler at my brother. We, we were talking. We were talking about you, and 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 he was like, "Yo, we got to call him." We're just basically giving you your flowers, man. Yeah. And uh, so he called you to give you your flowers. Peace, my brother. Time, you already know, family. You already know what it is. I'm gonna um, I'm gonna set it up so we can do one with Pete together. I got you. Let me know. All right, baby. All right, got you. One. But um. But um, where were we? So 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 go ahead. So, so, yeah, so 97, now, 98, now, 99. Now, 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 things start getting different. I could call all day. I could call the label a hundred times. If I needed a girl flew from Africa, they would have flew her from Africa. To visit you? To visit me. They was flying <laughs> my shorty from ATL at the time, but you know. So but, so so you don't know how much you got, mm, but you know you play. So you came home. How did that play out? So did they, I'm going to give you the script. This okay. is the script. This Now we're getting a 99, hey, There we go. We get to 99. I get my good time back. Fuck Deb Hall. Thanks to Neil Levine. I got my good time back. I got a come home date. So now the label like, what you need for come home? For the come home. I, I just don't know what the fuck I said. From come home, the type of language was that. But my, the label's like, what you need Um, you know, when you come home? I said, I need a mink. I need 20,000 cat. And I mind you, mind you, I got my little homie. And my other man on the side of me at the phone booth, and they, I'm like, yo, you know how you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm yeah, like, yo, they ask me what I need. Yeah, yeah. 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 You need twenty thousand, yeah. nigga. You need a mink, nigga. You gotta come home fly. So look, I'm telling them this shit, <laughs> right? I'm talking to my man's, like, yo, I need this. Yo, they, what else? What else? What else? You need, nigga, you need to get drunk, nigga. You need champagne. I'm like, yeah, I need two cases of rose, 
two cases of Dom Perignon, case of Perjouet, and they, that, what else? They, they, yo, nigga, you, come on, tell him, make sure you got all the clothes. And I'm like, yeah, I need this. So I'm bullshitting though. Sure, I'm like, sure. these niggas gonna look, they're gonna be like, all right, Pone, what you really need? Conversation with like, that's all you need? Yeah. Oh, oh no, hold up. Pone, we should get a tour bus. Mm. I need everybody to come up in the tour bus to get me with a limousine full of bitches. That's it? Yeah. <laughs> so the label like, uh, cool. So now, oh, I skipped a part. I said I need a red uh, Lexus coupe. Remember the SC? Yeah, SC430. I need a red Lexus coupe. I, I, I swear to my mama. I, I need a red Lexus coupe. Geno Sims can vouch for all this because Geno Sims the one that took the car. Sure, sure. You know? So I'm like, I need a red Lexus coupe. So I'm like, yeah, nigga. So my nigga's like, yeah, son, you're going to be right. Oh, you know, jail shit. So my date comes closer. Boom. My date comes. And I call Nori and I'm maybe like, Right before the phones went out, like nine o'clock, they like he like yeah we're gonna leave because I was eight hours from away from the city. He like yeah we're gonna leave like um uh one in the morning we're gonna be up there or five or twelve whatever. So I'm like all right bet. So the next morning come, nigga tries to kill herself mm. in in my in my house. So now they got the whole jail on lockdown. So now I'm like wait not not on the day I gotta no. go home oh like my what. God. So now they got the whole jail. All you hear is wee, wee, through the whole fucking jail. I'm like, I right, bet. Now this is cannot be happening. So now, pick that up one side. Oh shit. So good. So now, so now the uh the COs is like, Mr. Holly. I'm like, yeah, they was like, get your shit together. You know where you're going? I'm like, oh shit. Yeah. So the boom, they take you down to the holding cells. Boom. And the holding cells, you know, they ask you, you know, you got clothes you can, you can coming. Change. Yeah, you can yeah. change. You got a package, yeah. I'm like, now I got my people's bringing my shit. They was like, "Well, until they bring you your stuff, here you go. Fresh pair of states boots, uh, no, the brown, the brown shit, and the jeans. Oh you my know, God. I had the, the the jack. You know, you know. Shouts to Callcraft. Shouts to Callcraft and all that. But um, so like nine o'clock. Usually they let you out by like seven, eight o'clock. You got to be out to jail. It's already nine o'clock, nine thirty, nothing. And I can't call them now. You know what I mean? So I'm like, oh my God. So now the fucking CEOs is clowning me. Ain't nobody coming for you, man. I'm like, yo, they coming. I'm telling you. Now 10 o'clock come. They're like, yo, five more minutes. We're going to kick you out of the jail. Like, yeah, we can't hold you no more. We're going to kick you out. The they jail. can't hold me no more. Get so they're ahead. like, yo, we, we're going to kick you out. We're going to take you to the bus station. You're going to go home and have the rest of your life. And no bullshit. As soon as he finished what he was saying, a fucking CEO comes running in. Holy shit, it's a tour bus out there with this guy face on it and a limousine following it. Mind you, I knew it. I knew they was coming. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the CEOs couldn't believe it. They start running outside. And they and this shit is this shit is any nigga that come on from Wyoming could tell you this story. And this shit was like, excuse me, it was heaven sent. Cause the CEOs didn't believe me for shit. And then they go outside, so there's like, yo, oh my God. There's like, you you really are a superstar. I got the limousine with the girls, and I got the tour bus. Mm. So now the CEOs is like, so now they like, yo, um, 
now they got to do their job. So now they're like, you know, um, Nori comes in and um, Uncle Wise comes in, Left comes in, and they bring them my clothes. So now, but they bring in boxes. So I'm like, Seal's like, what the fuck you need all this shit for? Just put on some shit and get the fuck out of here. So I'm going through it. I'm like, I got to look fly. Sure, sure. Come up, because I know I got the cameras and everything outside mm-hmm. waiting for me. So I'm like, nah, I got to put some shit on. So Nori brings me the mink with the mink hat. I throw that shit on. I throw some fat foam shit on. And I walk out the door. And I walk out the door. And I I got the footage on my shit. I walk out the door. And I'm like, oh, I'm hugging everybody. I look. I see the limo. See the chicks in the limo. I'm like, yeah. Go on the tour bus. All this shit documented. Go on the tour bus. Got fucking 20,000 cash. Three cases of champagne. A pound of weed. Fucking, it was crazy. That's when I knew. Shit was real. But then what made it realer when I got off the bus and I seen Nori GS motherfucking Lex and I'm like, and then they was like, look. And then they had the red SC Lex for me. Mm. I said, I got a couple dollars. But what made it real, I didn't have nowhere to live. Mm. I had a Lexus, but no address. I had to stay at a hotel for three months. Fuck. I stayed at the Crown Plaza Midtown Manhattan for three months. Holy shit. And, and 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 then you found a place? Then I found a place. I wound up going to the Galaxy on Boulevard East. You know? You know, you know all these years, you've been on a journey. Mm-hmm. And along with your fellow brother, mm-hmm. the one they call Noriega, uh, yep. it's been great to see his journey evolve and him mm-hmm. transition. I'm proud of what he, you know, Definitely. you know, has done. You know, I, I don't know how many people ask you this, but, you know, it's like I love for people to hear their flowers. And sometimes, you know, mm-hmm. when we're cool with people, you're like, oh, no, you know I love you. you know, yeah, yeah. But you don't get a chance. Like, wait, all, all these years looking back to today, like, you know, and I'm sure every brothers have their moments, right? Of course. But, Hell yeah. We but, definitely have a lot of them. But if you had to say about Nori, mm-hmm. as someone's asking you, like, what, you know, your, your feelings on, like, the, or the love you have for him or the moments, what would you say? Shit. Let me tell you something, man. Me and this brother, love, is, I think, probably the best thing that ever happened to me in my life. Not, for one, I'm the only child. I'm the only child. So, you know, I have no brothers, no sisters. So, people out here call each other brothers and sisters. Yo, you my brother all sure, day. Sure. But literally, it's like my mama had him. Mm. You know what I mean? And the thing about it is, she showed that when she was alive. He had the green light to do whatever he wanted in my house. And 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 I just want people to realize that no matter what me and him go through, one thing that's for certain, two things for sure. If I need a kidney tomorrow, his sons could give it to me. Mm. His daughter could give it to me because that's my blood. So no matter how much we fight the music, we're never going to get to the point where you don't realize that we are blood. Mm. And that's that's what we are. That's what we are. We fight, we fuss. But you see a lot of groups break up. They don't mend. Sure. That shit is unbreak. It's not, it's not mendable because they have no history or they have no connection except for that music, except for that bond they share the music. Nah, this is different. 
His his mama gonna call me when I'm doing something wrong. Sure. My grandmama gonna call him. Like this is family, family. So no matter how much we fight or go through in music, we always gonna yo. What's up, my nigga? What are we having Thanksgiving? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. I we mean, might not talk while we passing a turkey, but we're gonna be together. That, I mean, that's a special special bond, man. It's different. I mean, it's different. A lot of people don't got that. A lot of artists don't got that bond with they they partners. See, we could fight. We could we could say the most wildest shit about each other, but. Our, our grandmoms and our, our mom uh, and his mother and and, and 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 my father and things of these natures are going to correct us. You know, as we wind this episode down, I know. Uh, mm-hmm. Shouts to Dave. First of all, this right here, this okay, right here, yeah, with the camo, with yeah. the gum bottom, yeah, with that capone in the back. Do you see that uh, on there? Yeah, with the front that says. Uh, nope, that says the reunion. Okay. Okay. Yeah, There's some special things. First of all, you already did things. a component Noriega CNN uh, with Ewing. Yes, we um, did the war report with Ewing. Yeah, I think yeah. it's right here. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, the brand. Listen, legacy stays alive, yes, man. Yes, these are the exclusives right here. And then this one seems to be a component. So we're, 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 the Nori, the Nori sneaker is somewhere. I think the Nori. No, that's it. No, that's nah, it could be over there. But but I will say this. Um, as we uh, mm. wind down this episode, I got a couple last things for you. Yes, sir. You know, because we first of all, we'll do another one because you got stories for days. There's no way yeah. you can cover your shit in like an hour or something. No, no, no. What we do is we go to my studio yep. down yep. away and yep. we, we keep it going. Um, highlight of, um, I mean, I'm sure there's so many, but the highlight mm-hmm. of your life, you know, mm-hmm. a highlight, like it's something you look back as of right now uh-huh. and, and, and that, you know, uh, that you would say is 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 something that memorable to you, special to you, something that really likes you know. Being one of the chosen few artists to go meet Farrakhan, mm. you can't go with him, and holler with him, and talk with him, and you know, see what he felt about hip hop, see what hip hop could do for him, mm. and how we could make change. Shout out to Farrakhan, man. Shout out to Farrakhan, man. He's always he's always there when you when you need him, man. And uh, I think that that's a blessing to have somebody like that to wear. You know, shout out to Queen Yanazda, you know. Uh, you know, I, I think that that was one of the biggest moments. But I think my biggest moment probably was to have my father smoke weed with Snoop. And Uncle June Bob. <laughs> you know? That's classic. That's classic. You know, I think that was one of the biggest moments for me because I've, you know, I've took my father a lot of shows and he's in a lot of videos I did. He's, you know, my father's the hood homeboy. Yeah, so yeah, Nas yeah. talks about him. Everybody talks about him in their music. My pops is, you know, he's the he's the hood OG. But for him, and then to see June Bug pass. And my pops get to say, Dad, I smoked weed with the OG. Like he, you know, for me, that was dope. But then to bring my pops to Jamaica and him meet Dougie Fresh and Dougie Fresh, like, you hanging out with me. You know, it just everything I do sure, is sure. for my family. Sure. Everything I do is for my dudes, my niggas that I hold daily to my heart. So every memory that I try to accomplish in life and music, I try to make sure that I have somebody with me. Sure. I mean, you're a real dude, man. And, uh, you know, it's a pleasure to sit down with you and 
try to tell some of your journey. Mm-hmm. I mean, oh, no, we're we, gonna talk about it. We, we, gonna we, keep we this can't going. tell it all. Um, yeah. How long have you been home though? Like, like, like meaning like I mean, shit, like straight. Like, like you haven't gone back in how long? Nah, I, I like to do a bid. I ain't been back to jail since '99. Okay. Well, listen, yeah. come home, stay home. Yeah, I've been through mad shit, but not a bit. And what about social media? You're fucking with it? You like yeah. it? Yeah. Like, social media right now, for me, is like, it's dope. I don't do the trolling. I don't do the uh, capping. I don't do none of yeah, that. Yeah, just keep it real. I just keep it 100. And what I are you on me. social media? At Capone QB for life on IG. Um, at Capone QB on um, Instagram. I mean, not me, on, on Facebook and uh, Twitter. Twitter. Yep. Listen, internet, make sure you... Uh, uh, connect with Capone. Oh, you, you hear me? <laughs> Internet. Make sure you, it's, you. You would think that the fucking smoke that you smoke came over on me. It got me all <laughs> fucked up. Internet. Listen. Okay. The one and only Capone. Yeah. Some call him Pone. P O N E. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Uh, you know, one half of the legendary CNN. Yeah. Not that news channel. And and now and now I'm in a new group. Yeah. CND. Yeah. Capone and Dillinger. So you got CNN. Then you got C and D. Mm. You know what I'm saying? So let's let's, let's, get, let's get that. Let's not forget that. Because me and Daz are officially a group. Yeah, yeah. like we're officially. A group. Well, shout out to Daz. Shout you know, out to Daz Deli. We'll speak Smoke to him for brother. sure. But listen, we will. Uh, it's, it, the journey has been a blessing. This. I love. I love how you never gave up. You know what I'm nah, saying? You nah. were faced with mad adversity throughout yes. your career, and you never gave up, man. Nah. And 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 listen, we appreciate you, man, thank for you, sure. Thank man. you. Thank you. Nah, I can't give up. The one and only Capone. Yeah. Peace. This is part one. Oh yeah, that first episode off of 2020, Capone, man, dropping gems. Just what a journey he has been on. Capone and Noriega, just a group alone in hip-hop is forever legendary. His journey and all the ways he navigated in his stories, he's just a funny and crazy dude, and I love everything that Capone has brought to the table. Internets, listen, make sure you subscribe to us on YouTube. Subscribe to us on any streaming platform that you listen to, SoundCloud, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and more importantly, If you want to advertise on the Premium Pete Show, small brand, big brand, whatever, email me, thepremiumpetro at gmail.com. Again, thepremiumpetro at gmail.com. Email me. You can advertise on the Premium Pete Show. You can advertise on other podcasts. I could get that done for you. We do scripted podcasts, produced podcasts. You may have a question about the podcast world. Hit me up. Email me, thepremiumpetro at gmail.com. Happy New Year. And tell a friend to tell a friend. Until the next episode of Premium Petro, peace and blessings to you and your families worldwide. Cheers.